Hey friends, Spencer here. Uh, we are back with another episode of Uncle Rob's Alien Storytime. This is part three. And this week Rob is going to take us through um, space pancakes and space penguins. The morning of April 18th, 1961, was ordinary by most standards for 60-year-old Joe Simonton. He was a chicken farmer by trade, about to sit down for brunch at 11 a.m., when a strange sound caught his attention. It sounded like knobby tires on wet pavement. The farmer didn't hesitate to go out and look around, and, well, let's let Joe describe what happened next. This is a clip from a 1961 interview with Joe Simonton. Where do you meet someone from outer space? Perhaps in the North Woods. Joe Simonton of Eagle River, Wisconsin, spends a yarn about an April morning in 1961. A morning when, he says, he came face to face with another world. Uh, right here is where this uh, flying saucer, this UFO, landed. Right here about where I'm standing. And, uh... It was a big, huge thing, and uh, I wondered what the heck it was. I was in my kitchen uh, having a bite of lunch, and I turned around, put the dishes in the sink, and I looked out the window, and that's when I first saw this thing coming straight down, just like an elevator. And uh, first I thought the roof went off of my house, and I thought, no, the roof is green, and this is bright. What the heck is it? So I rushed out to see what it was, and by that time... There was a hatchway opening up in the top of it, just like the trunk of your car. And then there, there stood a little man, I say a little man, about five foot tall, holding up a jug or uh, a container, and he motioned, he wanted to drink, he motioned for water. So I walked up to him to get this jug, and uh, I looked at his eyes, and they were so penetrating that I had to look away. So I went to the basement to get this water, and... Uh, I thought, well, they want water, so I'll take it up to them and see what happens. And with that, I brought the water up, and he was looking at me when I first came out of the basement. But I didn't look at his face until I got right up to him. Then I looked up, and I handed the jug up with both hands, and I had that same look in his eyes, a sort of a penetrating look. And uh, when he took the water, I balanced myself with this hand against the machine, and I stepped back a few steps. And then uh, uh, with that, uh, he set the jug down and he gave me a salute with the back of his hand, a gesture of thanks, I presume. And then, uh, well, I gave him my salute. What am I going to do? So uh, I noticed this little man, the uh, same size of a man, right to the side, the right side of the hatchway, cooking, uh, cooking these pancakes, which I have one here yet. Uh, he was, he was frying these, these pancakes, and uh, I pointed to him and made a gesture like eating. I thought maybe I'd get a conversation out of him. Nobody was saying anything. But he, uh, he didn't say a word. He just reached over, and he got a handful of them, four of them, and he handed them down to me, and uh, they were hot and greasy. And this uh, man cooking these pancakes, it was on a square... Uh, grill-like concern. I couldn't see any flame, but it seemed to be very hot. There was smoke coming from it. And uh, if that was their food, 
God help them, because I took a bite of one of them, and it tasted like a piece of cardboard. And uh, if that's what they lived on, no wonder they're small. And with that, he reached up and he closed his hatch with a heavy thud, click-like, and it latched. And you couldn't a bit more see where that hatch was than you could see a hole in my hand. And uh, with that, the thing started to raise, just like it came down. Everything was timed perfect. It went up about 20 feet. It tilted a 45-degree straight south and shot off. And within uh, two or three seconds, it was out of sight. Well, there I stood in the driveway with a handful of greasy pancakes and my mouth open, wondering what the heck I saw, what had happened. The case was investigated by the head of Project Blue Book at the time, Colonel Robert J. Friend, and our UFO dad, J. Allen Hynek. They determined that the pancakes were of a terrestrial origin, composed of buckwheat hulls, starch, hydrogenated fat, soya bean hulls, and wheat bran. One element missing from them is salt, and many anomalous researchers linked this fact to the fairy folk, as salt was often used to ward against them. The government also believed that Joe Simonton was suffering from a dreamlike state at the time, too, even though he appeared to be awake at the time. Despite that, the salt of the story can be found in Joe Simonton himself, just an average farmer with a remarkable story. Joe was far from the only Midwestern farmer to have had a strange encounter like this. Six years later, in the small town of Tuscumbia, Missouri, on Valentine's Day, 1967, Claude Edwards awoke, dressed himself, and set out to tend to the cows on his modest farmstead. Looking into their pasture, he noticed that they were all grazing close to one another. Edwards scanned his property for potential predators. That was when his eyes fell upon a strange glow coming from a copse of trees near the pasture. What the fuck are you doing here? His eyes still couldn't totally process what he was seeing. It was a massive mushroom-shaped object perched on a thin cylinder tube. A faint green glow cast its light against the gray metal surface. He couldn't completely see it at the time, but they appeared to be coming from small porthole-like windows that ran along the bottom of the object. Whoa, I'm nervous! In a strange fit of repetition, Edwards went on with his morning. He walked toward his barn to fill his bucket with feed for the cows, but he never took his eyes off the strange object. When he emerged from the barn, the scene would get stranger. Shit went bad real quick. In addition to the object, a small collective of strange creatures gathered underneath the faint green glow. It's raining, Edwards was becoming annoyed. The strange visitors were spooking his cows and interrupting his morning. He walked through one of the gates that separated him from the otherworldly visitors. Face your fears, son. Their complexions appeared to be the same color as that of the glow the ship cast. It was hard for him to discern hands as their limbs moved rather quickly. By all intents and purposes, they looked to be wearing some kind of protective covering. Perhaps to shield them from exposure. It looked as if they were black goggles that or they had large, black, wide-set eyes, much like the greys in a way. They have beautiful hair. In a later interview, Edwards would say that these uninvited guests resembled green penguins, with arms flailing cartoonishly around. Oh, you 
talking about freaky woman? The farmer was convinced that this was a UFO now, and he had to defend his property. He moved closer, cautiously arming himself with rocks to throw at the strange craft. At 15 feet away, Claude Edwards was stopped in his tracks by some unseen force. It felt like he had walked straight into a wall. He moved back about 10 feet and flung one of the stones at the object. But it failed to penetrate the invisible barrier. It fell soundlessly to the ground. Heck. Edwards again picked up a stone and hurled it towards the strange craft. The figures below it scuttled behind the thin cylinder supporting the ship and disappeared, conceivably, inside the craft. We out of here! The object then tilted toward the farmer a number of times before it lifted up slowly, clearing the trees, and zoomed away into the sky at tremendous speeds. Thank you very much for the participation. The encounter lasted all of ten minutes. And the UFO left a large hole in the ground. That was fucked. That was a bit fucked. Edwards sought no publicity for his encounter, and only talked about it after his brother reported the case to UFO researcher Ted Blocker. Edwards never saw the creatures again, but the field where the UFO had landed would become a specter to the old farmer till the day he died. Thanks for listening to this episode of Uncle Rob's Alien Storytime. Special shout out to Rob Morphy of the Kryptonaut Podcast for his excellent article about the Tuscumbia space penguins. I just wanted to say that I love you all and think you're all amazing. Thanks for all the love that you've shown me, and there will be more of these on the way. Alright, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Uncle Rob's Alien Storytime. If you enjoyed that, make sure to check out Rob's podcasts, uh, Our Strange Skies, and the CODA podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Till next time. <laughs>